The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, September 22nd, 2022, season 18, episode number 36. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Today, we talk New York Giants defense versus Cowboys offense. Uh, lots of storylines in that uh, matchup. Before we get to that, though, uh, there were some interesting things that Mike McCarthy mentioned in his press conference, which happened uh, moments ago. And uh, we'll go through a few of those things. We'll also, at some point in the show, maybe take a few calls. Our number is 888-855-2297. You can call the line. Chris Beam, our trusted producer, will be able to cue you guys up. And uh, we'll get to you as we have time to get to you to get some questions or comments. Again, number 888 Seven. Let's start first with uh, something that came out in the press conference that kind of was just like, I don't know, it came out in a weird way. They were talking about Micah Parsons and asked if he was injured. Mike And Mike McCarthy said, you know, I'm, yeah, he's kind of, he's not really injured, nothing we're worried about. He does have a little cold. And then later someone followed up and said, so wait, is he missing practice? And he said, yeah, so he's going to miss practice today. What do you guys think about that just from the standpoint of, I mean, I I don't think I've ever heard of a guy missing practice for a little cold. What what did you hear? What did you hear? What did you? Where you been from? the last two years? I mean, like like that's that's we're still not out of the woods on that kind of stuff. I still think anytime you have cold or any kind of symptoms on that, I, they're not going to let you like get that close to the team. I mean, I, I don't well, think but if the guy if has got, a cold. Well, but if you got a little cold, that also means I'm guessing if you got symptoms, they probably already tested you, so they kind of already know that. I would guess. I don't know. I'm asking. You're the reporter. <laughs> Report. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Report on that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. think there's a That's lot of te- get you in a lot of trouble. You think there's a lot of Asking testing going on on COVID? <laughs> no, probably not a good idea. Not a lot of testing going. I'm sorry. You kind of like yeah. last year in the playoffs, yeah. they were just like, oh, we ran out of test. No. It reminded me of that uh, that meme. I guess is the one where the guy everybody's lining up and going into the stadium, and he's doing the check. Mm-hmm. He's doing like you know they're yeah, doing yeah. the pat down, mm-hmm. and he's like his hands are on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just like, yeah, Micah Parsons, as John Madden once referred to Terrell Owens as this, is the uh, check the tire guy. <laughs> is when oh, uh, yeah. everybody get on the bus. We're late. Who you know? Not everyone's here, Coach. Doesn't matter. We're leaving. Not everyone's here. Who's not here? Yeah. Terrell Owens is not here. You know what? Once you go check the tires a little bit, see if everything's good. Check the mirrors. Not saying we're not leaving. Stuff. We're not leaving yet. We just need yeah. to check the tires. We, we checked all, the tires on Des Bryant for that's an what I'm hour. Yeah, we did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that was did. a trip to London. To yeah, London. We yeah. were all in the buses, and everybody's like, and then the word filtered through. Who are you waiting on? And then sure enough, you Here see him pull up, and you're like, ah, that's and who And who had his best game of his career. Yeah, yeah. he did. Sure he did. was awesome. So that best quarter of his career, I believe. I don't remember when it was or what city we were at, but... I was fairly new to this and, you know, traveling, hotels and all that. And I remember, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm running late. Uh, where is it? And you're trying to figure out where you go. And then I see this. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I see a player <laughs> and it's this. And I'm right behind me. And I see everybody just like, 
pissed off at that. It's like, hurry up. I'm like, super mad. I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm not okay, but let me just hide behind him. Yeah. That's when you're walking. like, I need to get in front of him yeah. because they're not going to leave him. They yeah. might leave me. So, yeah. yeah. Bus four, just kind of get on bus four. <laughs> we had a girl one time, won't say her name, but we had a girl one time that was that missed the bus. Yeah. But she was like, I, I still made it. Yeah. Like, you rode in the cop car in the remember remember, remember that, that? rode in the cop that. car and they're like we don't have any space like the just, police get, just get in the yeah. police escort and go and she's like I, I still made it and was like not good not really not no okay. not don't ever be team. that person I know right, it's a story time <laughs> didn't Rowan Cavender one time he missed almost missed the bus because he couldn't find his belt yeah uh, I missed the bus one time in De- Hellman Hellman I and Hellman bus. and Rowan when we played in New York. Yeah. They went and saw people over there, and they couldn't get back mm-hmm. like like an hour before. I mean, it was like yeah. right up to there, game time. There right? are places like um, you know Minnesota, yeah. Atlanta, when you're downtown Detroit, yeah. if you're going to miss the bus, that's fine. New York, Philly. New York, Green Bay. Philly, yeah. Green Bay is another yeah. one. Washington. Oh Washington. Do not miss the bus. Yeah. I'll tell you this. There have been people on our team that have missed the bus once. Most people don't miss it again because yeah. it is a pain I, in the butt. And you have that panic. I literally walked out of the hotel and watched the buses I, drive away, and it was the most panic moment I've had in a very long time. So I've been here 23 seasons. Mm-hmm. I have missed – I never. I've never missed the plane, but I was eight minutes late one time, and they held it in a preseason game. And of all the years, it is the only game we have ever traveled the day of the game. Mm. The only time it was to Denver, and and we did it the day of the game. We never did it since, but like because of you, maybe. <laughs> but but I remember the guy telling me we will not hold this in the regular season. And I had mm. to walk through the back of the plane, and it just oh, it was terrible. Was so that, was that Bruce that told you that? Probably Bruce yeah. Mays, Steve yeah. Karakoff. Oh, so, <laughs> so so basically, so, I'll ask Steve about that one for you. Yeah. So basically, he'll probably remember what I was wearing too, and all that. But um. <laughs> But now, like, if someone asked me just just the other day, just the first, uh, Patrick Walker asked yeah. me, he's like, "What's when is too early?" You know, yeah. I was like, "About an hour." Yeah, is good. Yeah, an hour I'm is always early. If you're not, if you if you're not, you know, you never know what traffic and all that. Yeah, yeah. or finding the site too is yeah. another. One. If you've never done that, finding the charter site's kind of a kind of yeah. a weird situation yeah. for you. Yeah, but Kansas a- City was another one. One of our team missed. Uh, one of our team members missed Kansas City, and that's not a good. It's not good yeah. because yeah. the traffic there oh, is yeah. nightmare. Hard. Yeah. All right. So we got way know. off on a detail. I don't realize. I'm sorry. Real quick. No, no, I didn't realize yeah. we had that many miss. Oh, there are people that, and especially like you get a little comfortable. When you yeah. when you're kind of in that mid, you've been here a couple years. Yeah. You kind of think you got the handle of it, and like that's what happened to me in Philly. Like I was going down the elevator, but I didn't leave early enough, and the elevator was backed up. So oh, trying yeah. to get down the elevator was a problem, and sure enough, watches watches will late. get you too sometimes. Watches, yeah, getting on different time zones, time zones, and, your yeah. phone, and all that. If okay. you're on your phone, this is the last thing. The problem I had, I would always be too early. And then I was always asked, "You're on the wrong bus," you know, because yeah. you're, you're, it like, was empty when you got there. Yeah, I, yeah, like I would get on the bus and be sitting there, I've and then all of a sudden, the players <laughs> all getting on, and you're like going, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I'm on the wrong bus today," yeah. you know. Yeah. And then they asked us to you get, just do the classic Brian, keep yeah. walking, we're good here. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> keep walking. Bus <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. You can walk Thank through you. security. No, we're good. That's nice. I like that shirt, by the way. It's yeah. good. That looks yeah. good on you. Yeah. Okay, real quick. Another real quick story. Ah, we're good. I'm sorry, yeah. We were uh, one of my first. After Parsons I, is fine. After, he's going to play. So if he's going to play, they're going to be fine. Yeah, go ahead. We, we, were, time. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we That's were. That's what people wait. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah. We were. Uh, 
when I went to work with radio, yeah. uh, we went to go Texas Rangers training camp, and we got locked out of where we needed to be to go get to our radio position. I just told our guys, come on, we're going through the clubhouse. Like the Rangers clubhouse. <laughs> I just went, we went through the door where the, the, uh, they were bringing food in. And like they were, it's the kitchen. And we, I go, come on, guys. And they're like, no, what are you doing? What are you, I'm like, come on, let's go, let's, let's go, go, let's go. So we're walking through basically the Rangers clubhouse, like like the locker room and all that. <laughs> and then the PR guy started following us. And he didn't say anything. I'm like, come on, guys, just act like you know what you're doing here. We're fine. Let's just keep going. And he followed us the whole way out. And he's like, oh, Brian, you might not want to do that again. And I pulled one of those. Oh, okay. Hey, thanks. Yeah, Appreciate got you. Yeah, get it. Got you. There, but Did we- you do the whole thing, that, that bit where you're talking to guys like, hey, Alvarez, working on that curve, looking yeah. good. Oh, nice hit yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I, no, I, I kept my – You sold that sluggo. <laughs> Remember you said that to Dez? I, I did. You I sold did. that sluggo. I, I sold like- it. I sold it. But, yeah, you're right. But we, we just walked right through the Rangers club. I mean, we, had, we weren't even supposed to – I'm like – like Ambar said, it was like, come on, we're supposed to do this. Come on, let's go. Let's you're shocked. Go. It, you'd be shocked how many times you can do things when you just kind of act like you're supposed to be there. Just act, just move forward acting like you're supposed to be there. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, this, All right. This is my seat here for the Super Bowl. Right here. It's supposed to be right here. <laughs> yep, right, here. <laughs> right here. All right. Give me, a, give me a status update on Michael Gallup. What are we hearing about him? Oh, they got McCarthy. They kind of duped they him yesterday. Or today, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was like, it, you know, he didn't want to say it, but he's like, he's he's playing. In that, and then it was like, so he is playing. He was, he's like, oh well, I mean, I ho- I want him oh, to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna play. Like he's he, now. How much? I think that's the question. And, and they're gonna see, you know, what what he, you know, what he feels like, and and how much they can do. But it sounds like they're gonna, you know, get him, make him active for this game. I, I would imagine him and Tolbert. I yeah. mean, so that means. You know, because Tolbert has been inactive, so has Gallup, and Houston has been. You know, so now it's basically two receivers versus one. So they're going to have to probably find an, an inactive spot somewhere else. Yeah, I think that you know maybe the thing with Simi Fajoko too. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, that's one of those things where you're kind of like, you know, okay, you guys have had a good run here. I mean, good run, good opportunity. Got to show up. Got to show up in place. Now let's put some other guys in there and see how see, it goes. I, I would think though that Fajoko's ahead of. Um, um, Tolbert and yeah. special teams, yeah. and you know Gallup's not playing special teams, right? So losing Houston, I, I, I think Fajoko's safe. I, I I feel like you got to cut somewhere else. I mean, cut as far as inactives yeah. go. I don't yeah. know where DBs maybe. I mean, they already they already had. Well, I can't remember. Was Bell active last week? He Bell was. and McQuamu? He was because you were down uh, yeah. down yeah. Curse. Yeah. I could see maybe Bell not maybe being one active. Of maybe yeah. them. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. It's not my problem. Well, one one thing I think that was interesting though was you know I think in McCarthy's defense I do think you know this is the first week that that Mike is getting Michael Gallup is getting a full week of work in pads and so I think what they're really thinking about is can he make it through that week without any setbacks and that's why I think they're kind of hedging their bets a little bit I think everybody wants him to play and expects him probably to play but you just also have to hold back that this is the first week he's really doing this so. Let's see how it goes. Let's make sure we don't get in a situation where we get to the end of the week and something flares up yeah. or he's feeling yeah. something that doesn't feel right, and then we have to pull him back. But we've told everybody he's playing, right? right. We don't want to be in that well, situation. And he also said, um, Mike McCarthy, that even if he plays, it's not like he's going to be out there the whole time. Right. So it's going to be some you know, limited basis anyways, which is what they should do. And if yeah. anything, I feel that this is – I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. But <laughs> – 
<laughs> I just hate kind of disrespecting certain teams because, yeah. you know, they're still an NFL team, but I'm just thinking, like, if this already? is the week to do it, it's a good week <laughs> to kind of do it. But right. we'll see. That actually does lead into the next question I have for you guys. Uh, Mike McCarthy was asked about the fact that the Cowboys – uh, basically, I mean, not basically. They went through the NFC East last year, uh, and, and was you know beat the every, every won every game they had in the NFC East. And there he was asked, "Does that carry over from year to year?" His thought was, "It doesn't." My question for you guys: Do you think that that actually is the case? Because I I do think there are some things that kind of can carry over from year to year. But what do you guys think about that when he says, "I, I don't really think there's anything that really carries over from season to season." It it, it will okay. carry over when it's a new staff. You know, I feel like that the Giants— Wait, it will carry over when it's a new staff or won't carry over when it's a new staff? I think that it won't carry over. I'm sorry. It won't carry over because I feel like that, you know, when when Brian Dyball went for it on—went for the two-point conversion to win the game against Tennessee, to me, that changes your culture right there. That's when you get the, the confidence in the coaching staff. The players all of a sudden are like, man, he had confidence enough to us to try and win this game right then, right now. You know, he didn't he didn't say, Oh, let's kick it and hope for the best. So that's the thing with this new coaching staff with you know, with their GM. they look what they're doing on offense. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. They're they're not playing their 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 what we would consider their star wide receivers. They're playing guys that they brought in, this general manager brought in. They're playing guys the coach disliked and and stuff like that. So to me, that's they're they're trying to say now it might not be a good team at the end of the day, as Bill Parcells would say. It might not be a good team, you know. It might at the end of the you know it might be they might get six wins, you, you know. But the culture that's the whole thing, and I think that doesn't carry. I mean, that, that you're just trying to get rid of the stink of Joe Judge and that coaching staff, <laughs> you know, is what you're trying to do that's now. That's a way to put it. <laughs> well, I mean, I I think it was honestly. Yeah. I kind of think. It does. It carries over until the Giants prove that it doesn't, and and you know it, it's carried over for. Ten, I don't know about the whole NFC East, but for the Giants, it's carried over for five years. It's carried over. I think they've won nine out of ten. The only game that they beat was when Andy Dalton started at the end of the year. Um, you know, since 2016. So like it's carried over, and it's carried over different coaching staffs from the Cowboys and the Giants because of from a talent standpoint. But you're right. It goes back to the Cowboys and Eagles way back in the 90s. Cowboys mm-hmm. couldn't beat the Eagles until they beat the Eagles yep. yeah. and then and so it's going to happen at some point and it, like Brian said it could be happening now but it has carried over until then and let's see what the talent gap has you know is, when Daniel Jones lines up there to play though you, you it's have still a Daniel Jones you have a chance yeah, yeah. it's still Daniel I mean, Jones like I said, yeah. he, he, said he's friendly he's friendly he gives you the ball and yeah. lets you have it he shows you it buddy. to you say so here you go and fumble mm-hmm. it you know now he's he's athletic I mean he can run until he gets tired and trips over himself but um Shade just all throughout this whole thing on <laughs> that was an zone. awesome play until he tripped over the twelve yard line. Remember the against the yeah, Eagles, that. he just I took off that. for eighty and then and then and then just couldn't run anymore. So <laughs> he's tired. Anyways, um, I, I I think I, I think Brian is right that that at some point you change the culture, but they haven't proven that just yet. Yeah. So we'll see. What well, happens. the fact that they're not they're two and zero oh and not zero oh and two. Yeah. Right yeah. now, I think that. This, this screams like Carolina to me last year. Oh, there's yeah, we talked about it on the radio yesterday. Carolina's That's three and zero, yeah. and you're like Carolina Whoa. number one run, yeah. rush defense yeah. and all that stuff nah, like I that. Smack them in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this team. I mean, I know we're going to get into about the defense and stuff. There are some if you're if you're one of those guys or gals that believes in analytics and stuff like that. There are some really scary bad numbers 
for the Giants on defense. You know, so yeah, that's it, it's still scary like, for who the Cowboys. Or the scary Giants? for the Giants. Oh, got it. <laughs> scary for the Giants. <laughs> you can go both ways. Yeah, you know? no, it's it's scary. But the thing about it, can you take advantage? Can you take advantage of? The scary numbers. Yeah. That's going to be the trick. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we will dive in. New York Giant defense versus Cowboys offense. We'll be right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf. For winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands, Essler Lenses let you see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essler experts. Find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment's presented by Blockchain.com. Let's jump in and talk about the New York Giant defense versus the Cowboys offense. Brian, let's start with what's the best thing they do? What's the worst thing they do? Yeah, this team is really actually very good on third down. And that's the thing that you that you have to if you want to hang your hat if they want to hang their hat defensively on something right now they they've they've had a uh, you know, the situation and again I'm I'm learning about this analytics stuff I think there's a great place for it I think it does tell a little bit of a story and so you know this is where you look at the the Giants and opponents have only converted five of twenty three third downs which is twenty one percent about twenty two percent. 
which is the lowest in the league. Mm. And then you, you flip that over on Dallas's end. Well, Dallas has converted 6 of 25, which is 24%, which is also tied for the lowest in the league. So something probably going to have to give there with you. But the thing that's scary for the Giants, and this is what's – can the Cowboys take advantage of this, is – 24% of the completions against the Giants have gained 20 or more yards. That's the highest in the league right there. So, so they're giving up a lot of big plays. They're giving up some chunk Explosive plays. plays. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the thing that you have to you have to be able to take advantage. Yeah, if you, they get you in third down, they've got a shot. They get you, though, They you know when you get them in normal down-to-distance situation, they could give up some really, really big plays. And I was – I was talking to some guys over there about you know their players and stuff like that, and I said, just kind of walk me through your defense. And they're like, listen, he goes, our safeties are really, really good. we got some smart players there. You know, Jackson is a solid cover corner. Other cornerbacks are a real question mark. So there you go with the big plays and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Holmes, who's their nickelback, he could get beat and be grabby in the slot. So maybe you get a referee all CD. of a sudden. CD, yeah. yeah. Um, he was thinking, though, that uh, that Thibodeau and Ojolari both would play. Those are their defensive ends. But they've got no pass rush. The word that my guy over there used goes, our pass rush has no teeth. It would be better if Ojolari and Thibodeau come back and both have a real chance. But he says uh, they've been really lucky uh, the last two weeks because the teams they played, those teams haven't passed the ball well. Mm-hmm. So that's they've taken advantage of teams that haven't passed it very well. But so. even with that, they only have three sacks in two games. So yeah, they're down at the lower part of the league. Exactly, and that and that and that's when you watch them on tape. It is. I mean, they do miss Aziz Ojolari and and Thibodeau is yet to play. He's still dealing with what happened to him and during training camp where he got that low block. But they they just don't have pass rushers on this on this team, and they and they have a rookie corner. And Cordell Flott, and he's a kid from LSU, and I know this kid really, really well. He's a linear-built, thin-built kid. He's not very physical, and you can run by him. He doesn't have great catch-up speed. He doesn't have great makeup speed. I mean, he's a kid who was picked in the third round. I'm surprised he went that high watching him play. But on you know the other side, Dory Jackson is a pretty good player, and so but both of them are kind of smaller, slighter type players, but they don't have that pass rush. Without, I mentioned that. Without Ojolari and without Thibodeau, and they're going to lose Leonard Williams this game because yeah. of a knee sprain. Mm. That's, that's really, that's that's really going to yeah. hurt these guys. So uh, we'll see how they, uh, how they do things defensively here because they're, kind of, they're kind of tricking you a little bit, but they're somehow finding a way to get off the, the field on third down. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's big. There's the third down stuff. Um, do you think you know, I said it last week about second down. I thought second down was mm-hmm. was important, and I think when they go back and, and look at the game, I thought that 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 certainly helped them because I think helped the Cowboys because I think that they got into some third and shorter situations. Um, I just I just wonder though. My big thing is just how Kellen Moore is gonna gonna call this game again. Like, is he gonna call it to a point where you know he's trying to get ten yards at a time and keep you know the Giants? I think you wanted to keep the the Bengals off the field, but do you want to keep? Do you, do you feel the same about the Giants? You know, I think the best matchup is when the Cowboys' defense is against that offense. So yeah. I think they might might switch it up and, and play a little bit more aggressive because they're not trying to hold the ball as much. I kind of feel like that Dallas does need to be aggressive because I feel like that if you could score, you know, and make it like they did against Cincinnati where it's a 17-point game, and then all of a sudden force. Now we'll see if the Giants get out of running the ball. 
I mean, they, they against Tennessee, they were down and they didn't get out of running the ball. And maybe they're so fearful of, of Daniel Jones. I mean, they, they again, if whether you believe these things or not, the Giants, they, they have no explosive plays. I mean, again, here's numbers for you. 3% of their offensive plays, 4 out of 128 offensive snaps, have gained 20 or more yards. That's the lowest in the league, you know? They're, they're, they just don't – they averaged, averaged – in the game they won in week two, they gave up they, – they averaged 3.7 yards on offensive snap. That just shows you they have no explosiveness at all with their with their offense. So, to me, I'm trying to get them. I'm trying to find a way to make them have to play catch up because when you play catch up with against the Giants, then it puts it in Daniel Jones's hands, and then you get the sacks, and then you get the the turnovers, mm-hmm. and then you get those things that we've kind of grown accustomed to how they play. So if this thing turns into close and they're just running the ball and running the ball and you can't get off the field, I worry about a close game. You know, I really, really do. Now, can your defense come up with a, a turnover or two, you know, when, when they do throw? That might be the difference in this one. That's what I was going to ask, uh, going back into Cowboys offense versus Giants defense. Mm-hmm. And I know you already gave a pretty detailed rundown, and you mentioned some of their DBs, but I don't like this feeling of, you know, it sounds like such a favorable matchup. That they won't take advantage of it. Um, So (laughs) I I need to feel a little bit uneasy. I don't want to get too comfortable here. So I need to hear you say something that can keep the Cowboys on their toes. Because right now everything that I'm like, okay, it can definitely go the Cowboys way and they can get like win this thing and come back home with another win. But I, I want you to like find something that, yeah. Gives me that little, hmm, this okay. is going to be tough. How about In, this? A little bit tough. How about this one? And we need to figure out what's going on with Dalton Schultz is what we need to figure out there. And I say that with the reason of, like, if you don't. Ramping up. Ramping up. That's okay. What he said. <laughs> if you're ramping up with Dalton Schultz, we'll see. Does Dalton Schultz play? If Dalton Schultz doesn't play, then what happens with Gallup? How much are you going to play Gallup? You know, is Gallup going to get a full complement of offensive snaps or can he only go, you know, 25, 30 snaps, you know, I would like to believe if they're going to get him dressed that they probably try and play him more, but what if they don't? So what if you don't have Schultz and what if you have really Gallup kind of as a, a part-time player now, who is it going to fall on? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, if they don't have Schultz, you will get, this is going to sound weird. You're going to get more production out of your tight ends. And I think as a group between Hendershot as a pass catcher yeah. and Ferguson as a blocker and a pass catcher, I think you might end up getting more production out of your tight end group than I, you get out of Schultz. Yeah. I would think if Hendershot stays with the same spot he's been in in the third tight end. I, I mean, I know that sounds weird, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if McEwen – if, if, if Schultz doesn't play, they put yeah. McEwen in, and McEwen kind of has a little bit. He might even play more than Hendershot uh, in this game. I mean, this you know you like the rookie. He's got uh, some good qualities that, that you want to keep, and so you keep him on the team. And if you lose McEwen, you, you lose him. But in a game like this where you can elevate him, if that happens, I have a feeling Schultz is going to play, though, honestly. I, I kind of do, too. Okay. I, this is the first time well, I felt like that I was trying to make talking. her feel uneasy yeah. if you didn't have – the people that yeah. could that could you know with with Dalton Schultz you know you're going to get the eight or seven to ten yard catch right you know you're going to get that at some point in time you're going to get a seven to ten yard catch so there goes if you didn't play that security and all of a sudden Gallup is just limited to what he can do 
I'm just trying to limit the number of weapons you have because we've we've talked about the the metrics tell you that the Giants give up big plays, you know, and who's the, who's there to make big plays? That's the that's the I think that's the thing that scares me. I'd like to see the Cowboys come out and be aggressive, protect this thing, and then try and find if if the Giants aren't going to pass rush and Ojolari and those guys are coming back and they have not played in game shape and all that. How much can they really play? So I'm taking advantage of a secondary that gives up big plays and a team that right now can't rush the passer very well. So that's kind of where I'm at. All right, let's uh, real quick before we go to break, let's take a phone call. We got a call from Justin in San Antonio. Justin, what up? Justin, are you there? Yeah, sorry, guys. Phone went out just as soon as you guys brought me up. Hey, I appreciate you taking my call. I want to talk for a minute about Zeke. Um, I noticed several times the last game, Zeke was adjusting his new helmet. Um, it didn't seem like it was fitting correctly. Uh, when you get to the second, in the second quarter with 444 to go, he went up the middle. And when he got up, he was shaking his head. Maybe he was, uh, like a little bit dizzy. And since that point in the game, he wasn't the same Zeke, um, at all to me. I was wondering if you guys noticed that. If not, if you wanted to go back and check it out, and then I'll take your uh, answer off the, off the line. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for the call. I didn't, I didn't notice that. Yeah. His hair is getting kind of big. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe. He's, he, it's a struggle. <laughs> that, you know, I was talking to some equipment managers about this, and especially with the hairstyles a lot of the players have now with the, all the hair, and it's tough to fit those helmets. It really, really because you want a tight fit. With you it. want a tight really fit. Want a tight and, fit. And, and Zeke's wearing a new modern, a new a model of a helmet, and yeah. you, so you wonder right there if there was some. And you know, to the caller's point, maybe he took a shot. I say what four forty four there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so maybe you need to check that out, but. I know talking to to Bucky about it, man. I'm saying, how do you keep these helmets on these guys with all the hair? And he says, that's tough. It's, you you got to fit it. And then the whole thing with the chin straps yeah. now is really, really important. With the that. college game, it's been, it's. I don't know if y'all have noticed it. Yeah, the college game it has been a lot, a lot. of guys. And, and but I and, think a lot of guys aren't buttoning up their straps true. either. That's part of the problem. True. And 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 and, and, and you have to lose a play. I mean, I don't, the NFL doesn't yeah. have that no. rule, right? In the college, you got to go out of play. If you got to go out of play. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a game where it happened ten times to one team, and it's just yeah. ridiculous. But but I don't know if it's you know it could be new style. It could be the way they like to have it fit and. But I didn't didn't notice that. Don't think that would be a big problem moving forward. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I certainly didn't notice that during the game. I'll go back and take a look at it. But I didn't notice that during the game. You know, that's one thing about you know you love being at the game. You love seeing you know big view we have, and obviously getting to talk to people before and after game. But. The, people, the the fans see see more things than we do sometimes just from well, the see, replay. Well, what they get to see is they get to see the close up, so they see those kind of things where we can see the whole field where they can't see some of the stuff that's happening downfield because yeah. it's not in the camera angle. So I think kind of you get a little bit of both that you can't we get, get with a, the other. We get a twenty five second delay. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I want a ten second delay. I want to. I want. I, I want to be able Literally to watch the down, play, look, look up, yeah. watch it again. Yeah. A lot of times, it's you want to watch the replay, or do you want to watch the next play? And yeah. so, well, and, and I tell you what, too, listening to the game, I know on our station, Christy Scales does such a great yeah. job. Mm-hmm. If somebody's dinged up, you know, hey Brad, babe, they're in the yeah. blue tent now, or yeah, something like good. that. Yeah, she follows that up mm-hmm. pretty well. All right, we're going to take our final break. Come back. we got some more questions. I want to talk a little bit more about Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, their first-round pick from this last year, who looks like he may be able to play this week. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. 
with John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Our first game day minicamp presented by Invisalign will be October the 2nd from 1130 to 330 at the Star District here uh, in Frisco. Join former players as they'll be able to teach your kids on the field while you go watch the games at the Star District, Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. To register your footballer for camp, visit DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Welcome back. Final segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Brian, got a question for you about Kayvon Thibodeau. He was their first-round pick. Give me a scouting report. Let's assume he's going to play this week. Based on what you saw in college and him coming out, give me a scouting report on this guy. Well, I did pull up my notes for you, Derek. Thank so you. Spell his name for us. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, was, he went to LSU. He should be able to spell Thibodeau. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's not true. the first Thibodeau that, he's probably run across. That E-A-U-X thing. Yeah, is, it, yeah that's get, natural. That's yeah. just very that's just nat- part of it. Add that Smith and then that, and you can add it, and you'll be fine to <laughs> right. go. This guy is really, just my notes, where this guy is an outstanding build for the position, 6'4", 254 pounds. Mm. He looks the part of an NFL defensive end. He's long-armed. He's got a powerful upper and lower body. He's got thickness to his body, too, which really helps him. And then some snap and violence when he strikes his opponents with his hands. You, you see blockers, like when they come off on him and he hits them, they stop. I mean, they just, I mean, this playing in the Pac 12, and boom, he hits these blockers and they just, they just stop in their tracks. And, you know, he, gets a, he got a lot of double teams 
while he was there at, at Oregon, and he played on both sides. So you kind of got to feel like, oh, okay, he's just not a right end or a left end. He, he, he was able to, to, to do that. But he, he was a stand-up player for Oregon, and now he, with, you know, with the Giants, he's more of a hand-down guy. But, man, I mean, that, the, the thing, I think the thing that he does the best is he'll beat you with the inside move because he's really explosive. You know, he can rush up the field, but when you get that inside, that inside charge – he is a hard, hard guy to stop. So, you know, those are the things you're going to deal with. A guy that's big, that's got some redirection skills, he'll chase the ball all over the field, and he plays with a burst and some power. So those are the things. That's why everybody had him as their top defensive end. I know some people had the Georgia kid that was uh, that went to Jacksonville first overall, but a lot of a lot of teams had this guy as their first player on their board. How much do you think that affects this game, looking at the two tackles the Cowboys have going up against Thibodeau if he plays? Well, I mean, I, I think, yeah, it definitely affects them. But I, I think that, you know, rookie on rookie, you know, I mean, Smith, Smith will get his at times, and, you know, Thibodeau will probably get his. I mean, he's obviously – the good thing about, about Tyler Smith is that whatever he's learning – and this is going to be guard or um, – you know, tackle. I mean, like strength travels. You know, I mean, it, it just does. I mean, when you have it now, awareness and 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 snap count and and you know, crowd and all that stuff is going to be interesting. But I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot of times where he's already been beat a little bit, and he can hold his own because he's just got grown man strength. He just has it. So I think I think that will help him. And Terrence Steele, I thought played really well in that game. I think I think he's a he's just a natural fighter. And he, he reminds me a little bit of Columbo in that hmm. athletically, you know, probably not the best, but he's big, he's strong, and he's just he, he's just going to punch you in the throat, you know, like if he has to. And I just I, – I, I like that about him, and I think that, you know, he's got some Lyle in him as well. Yeah. I would – you know, me, if I were the Giants, I would put – if both Ojolari and then and Thibodeau play, I would, I would rush Thibodeau over – over uh, Steele because I think Steele with the power would be a problem for him a little bit, but the athletic ability and stuff. I think he's a little bit better athlete. I I, I don't give him enough credit for his athletic ability because I think he's a good run blocker. I really think his mm-hmm. Steele. Yeah, I think he's able to get. It's when it's when people get him going backwards that he can't just sit down. Where Smith can sit down on you and hold you at the line of scrimmage. So I would put whoever Ojolari. I think. Plays, I don't think he has the power that Thibodeau has. So I might put him and sacrifice him going against Smith, and then put and put Thibodeau on the other side and let him rush. Do they not flip? Do they flip? They they flip them around a little bit. So So. yeah, you could maybe you could. But I I, if if you told me if you told me how you wanted to rush this thing, that's probably what I do. I, I just think that run blocking. I think Steele is just fine. Pass blocking, I think that's when he gives ground, more so than what you get with Smith. Yeah, I mean, that run uh, Pollard had, um, the 40 or pass, whatever, 46 yeah. yards. If he's noticed, Steele was actually running down the field. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he wasn't the one responsible for the, the two blocks. I thought Steele and well, yeah. Biotish and yeah, Biotish, uh, Ferguson. Biotish, Smith, and then, and then the point of attack block was Schultz. 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 Caved everything, and it got everybody on the edge. And then once they got to the edge, that you know, great balance by 
Pollard staying inbounds and kind of weaving his way through. But you're right, man. Those guys. Steel was running down there. Yeah, too. they were all up the field. It was a good job by all those guys. You mentioned earlier Leonard Williams uh, may not play for them this no, week. No, he's not going to play. It, am I right to say that he is their best defensive player? And and if so, what are they missing specifically? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, you're talking because he's one of those guys that could play end or he could play tackle. Yeah. And they kind of move him around to wherever because you'll see times it's weird. He when it when they really need a play, he somehow shows up. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you worry about. I mean, you see him and it's like, oh, he's playing over your guard, and now he's in the backfield for tackle for loss, or he's hitting the quarterback, or he's tipping a ball, or something like that. Yeah, that's that's a big that's a big loss for them right there now, with him. Then you know we said earlier, Cowboys have won nine out of ten games against the Giants. The game that they lost, twenty twenty. He wrecked the game. I mean, he had three sacks. I believe he had the last one when he sacked Dalton as they're driving for the win. Um, and so he, you know, he's that type. And, and I and I remember him doing that off of all uh, in the tackle spot yeah. in the end spot. So he's he's got that. I mean, I, I remember when wasn't the Jets traded him to the yeah, Giants, yeah. and I just remember thinking that's not good. Yeah. That's not good because I mean that, that's yeah. he's a really good player and. Yeah, that's a big loss for them. I know Brian hates it when those star players leave. I just team. absolutely yeah. When the other team, <laughs> when the other team doesn't have their best players, it's just I hate watching the game. You're like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm so sucks happy. for you. <laughs> I am so happy when the best players in their team don't show up. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> All right, let's move on to another topic. I wanted to. It, I was looking at this and and I, I thought about Kellen Moore. There was a lot of talk about him last week and and. Going into the game, whether he should be calling plays, whether Mike McCarthy should help him. Obviously, the offense looked like it had more life last week. Uh, my question for you guys is: When you watched the game, did you think, as you were watching it, or when you went back to watch it later, did you think that there was a difference in how he called the game? Um, and if so, what did you see that you thought you really liked that you'd like to see more of? You know that I can't believe we haven't really talked about that mm-hmm. after, since last game because watching the game, that was one of the thing, first things that came to mind after the first quarter and those first drives. It's like, okay, we heard during the week Mike McCarthy say he's going to be a little bit more involved in the play calling and all of that. And then all of a sudden, you see the offense working and moving the ball. So you're like, okay, wait a minute. What all did he do? He did something. So what was that? And... You guys might have a better answer. I don't really – I'm not sure. I can – I didn't watch any video of him, like, on the sideline doing – and to get a real idea of how much game date-wise was he really involved. But clearly, that's something that I thought of. And even moving forward, I'm like, okay, then he yeah. definitely needs to – whatever he did, he needs keep to keep doing, doing it. it. Keep doing it. But as far as, like, game day – I don't know if you guys have heard anything specific on that aspect. Yeah, I, I got wind that on uh, when they got to third down, McCarthy clicked over and told Kellen, "Goes get two plays ready. We're going for it on fourth. He I told like he told him. He said, "Get ready. We're going on fourth. If you get, just have two ready, and, and then he you know clicked yeah. back over. So that's the kind of thing you absolutely love. Manage the game. Mm-hmm. Be in the game. What's really been interesting the last two games. The first 15 plays that Kellen Moore has called in each one of those games, it's been a the drives have been. Look, what, remember with Dak in the first drive for the field goal, mm-hmm. and then the drive with with Cooper Rush first 15. Whatever he's scripting, mm-hmm. go back to it, bro. Yeah, go back, go back and find those plays again. You know, go back and star those plays, underline them, do what you're doing. Because his last two games, 
he's gotten what ten points off his first two drives of the yeah. of the of the game. So whatever he's scripting and saying, okay, hey guys, these are going to be our first fifteen or first ten, whatever he goes with, it seems to be working out for him pretty well. You know, last year the Cowboys led uh, their highest scoring quarter was the third quarter. They had over a hundred points. They um, you know, over first, second, fourth, I mean, third quarter. This year, they have not scored a point in the third quarter. Mm. Um, and so, you know, there's two games. So the sample size isn't isn't too great right now. But you wonder, you know, that's where coming out of the locker room, chess match begins. And, you know, that, that you, you that that's something I think the Cowboys really need to, to work a lot. Now, I think they have started the game with the ball the first two times, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not getting the ball a lot in the third quarter, you know, and – that's that you know goes into it as well, but I think the scripting, not just before the game, but also coming out of the third, uh, halftime. Yeah, one thing I'll say is, and I, we talked about this last week, uh, and we were talking more about Dak and how we wanted to see them use Dak once he's back. And I was talking about wanting to see more of those boots. Last week we saw a little bit of that, some of that misdirection. Some the of those, touchdown was a boot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they they were actually moving Cooper around a, a little bit more than I think they did with Dak in Week One. I hope they continue some of that because I do think it creates some easy throws sometimes for quarterbacks, especially when they're doing the boot. They're coming around. You've got you know a, a tight end underneath. You have a receiver over the top. They're running crossing routes, which can free them up as well. And then you just got to find the right window to get the ball in there. I think those can tend to be really easy throws for a quarterback. So. Continuing those, I think, could be a good thing for this uh, this offense. Well, yeah, too. But if they don't brush the passer, you know, if that's the thing about it, you're trying to get pass rushers to chase. So if it's me, and I think that they're not, but, but Thibodeau and Ojolari, they could be if they're in the game, then you're right to the boots. Mm-hmm. But if it's one of those things where it's no pass rush, I'm it's sit I'm, there. I'm maxing that thing up and yeah. say, okay. Uh, you know, yeah. hinder shot, and those guys, you guys, Ferguson, stay in. We're going to take a shot down the field because they, they'll give up some big plays. Yeah. So I'm just going to let Cooper Rush throw from the pocket as much as I can. It's when, if you told me, though, that those rushers are in and they're crashing and stuff like that, let's take advantage of how aggressive mm-hmm. they are and get the move the pocket. But with this, with this crew, you might not need to do that. Firm that thing up. Throw the ball down the field. What are you hearing as far as Ojolari and and, and well, Thibodeau? They, I, I know I saw this morning Thibodeau. Yeah, it sounded like he might. He has yeah, a really they, good chance to play. I just talked to a guy this morning at the Giants. He felt like that that they both had a possible a chance of going this week. Yeah. So, all right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to tell you what we think is going to happen this Monday night. Cowboys versus Giants. Still then for Nick Eaton, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!